0: Holiness. The actual word we all have heard in past times uh, means to be separated from. Not only separated from, but separated unto. Right? You can't just leave your, your mind vacant, otherwise something else is going to fill it. Usually it's bad if you keep it idle. So we want to be separated from impurity. Uh, 2 Corinthians 6.16 is a well-known uh, monumental verse as far as separations is concerned. As God has said, I will dwell in them, I will walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. God wants his church pure. Holiness is separation from the world. And last night, Brother Werner read that from James 4 that he likens friendship with the world, much as uh, Brother Edmund addressed uh, infidelity to your wife as being adultery, when you place your love uh, where it doesn't really belong. It belongs to the one that you are betrothed to. And so the world is an enemy of God, and therefore it should be our enemy also. Um, Next slide. This is sort of... um, Flies in the face of perhaps modern Christendom, but the early idea of the, uh, the the Anabaptist vision was that the 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 Lord's will be done on earth as it is in heaven, and that is because God is so separate, so far removed from evil and impurity and so forth. We also should be uh, removed from evil and impurity, not just in a passive way, but actually countering and resisting the influences that are coming in from the world. And so our kingdom should be really in heaven and not on this earth. This is a a slide which a brother gave to me some insight this morning, a well-known brother here. Uh, The word carnality. Brother Edmund mentioned several times, I guess, when he was talking about carnality, he mentioned things about sexual immorality and so forth. But it goes far beyond that. It, goes, it speaks about the flesh, and when the Apostle Paul speaks about the flesh, he's not just speaking about sex. He's speaking about fleshly thinking, carnal minds. And so we feel comfortable that if we don't engage ourselves in illicit sex, that everything else is okay, and we dilute the true meaning of that word. Uh, he mentioned also, um, he, and I've never heard it before, but I think it's a very apt uh, description Television, for example. He says it's it's an envy generator. Everything you see on TV, you want to have. Because it's so well presented, it's so well packaged, and it makes you want to have something that really doesn't belong to you. And so you become envious. And that's why we tend to follow the trends of the world, as Brother Edmund had already mentioned. This is just reinforcing and re hashing what brother Edmund said about you know the, the trends that are out there in the Christian world, what are some of the threats to holiness uh, evil communications rubbing shoulders with um, bad influences right uh, that would corrupt your life your your uh, understanding of what pure and holy life is supposed to be most other churches have lower moral standards uh, we're not Putting fingers and blaming and, 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 and trying to be judgmental here. We're just making an observation. And many times, people that, that have a problem perhaps with our churches really jump out of the what is their frying pan into a fire. And as though they're really solving their problem by doing so. Association with Christians with compromising standards. Uh, we really uh, desensitize to these carnal things which God hates. Uh, it will cause us to question our church's stand uh, because we, s- we have emotional attachments to our friends in the world and we say, well, what's wrong with that? Well, Brother Edmund mentions that maybe it has not arrived yet at sin, but it opens the gates and the undiscerning one can easily be led astray. Others love the Lord too. Good Christians, why can't we do as they? We will, uh, we will apply pressure to experiment, They will apply pressure to us to experiment, to try out, to satisfy our curiosity. So what is God's purpose for the church? Matthew 28 tells us uh, Christ's parting words to his disciples was that we are to make disciples of all nations. We are to seek the lost, not the saved. God has and knows his church He says, be not deceived, God is not mocked, God knows those that are his. And our purpose is not to seek more Christians to be happier and merrier group, but rather to seek the lost. Um, The tremendous amount of need within the church, we have so much to do within our own churches. Why are we looking elsewhere for higher plane, for higher ground? Are we going to be a help there or a hindrance? Are we leaving the, the work to others and making their load greater? Building relationships with other Christians can take away from God's priorities for our lives. Um, I I was brought to the attention of a sister who who was invited to go and spend some time in in a Bible class or a Bible study with someone else. Her response was, I have so much to do in my own church. I really can't afford that time. Example of inviting Christian friends over versus a member of the church. there's a difference between inviting people that are seeking uh, truth and someone else that you would like just to be with you so you can feel good about being a bigger in number or that you want to impress them with your church. Uh, let's see what our real priorities and what we should focus on are. Okay. The second principle of discernment we have is, is it reducing your separation from in practices when you involve yourself and engage yourself in feeling out what's out there? And uh, thirdly, is it God's priority for you? All right, so we've uh,
1: talked about uh, commitment and uh, holiness, moral separation, and now we're going to talk about accountability, which is somewhat related, but I think it bears uh, some focus. Uh, One flavor of accountability is mutual accountability, where we're our brother's keeper, if you will. And, uh, you know, that's throughout Scripture. Um, Matthew 18, Galatians 6, you know, saying if we see our brother, we want to restore them. We want to gain our brother back. Um, And James 5 from the other direction where, you know, if I need help, I I, I need to be able to confess it. I need to be transparent. I need to seek help that we pray for one another that we may be healed from both directions. And this requires humility and that transparency and, and a caring Atmosphere to happen. Um, another aspect of of accountability is is the uh, the uh, church authority that God has given us authority for our protection, and that's uh, certainly scriptural. That you know, in that Matthew eighteen, you know where where one level of defense was unable to contain the erring brother, the church was was the next level, and um, Hebrews thirteen tells us to obey them that have the rule over us and, and submit ourselves for they watch your, over your souls that they must give account and they can do it with joy not with grief and and unfortunately we've experienced the grief part as well. Um, let's and we're just to uh, um, illustrate this. This is obviously from Brother Doug's uh, input given that he works in the nuclear industry and uh, there because nuclear fuel is so uh, dangerous uh, we need to have multiple levels of protection to prevent that power from escaping, and, and it, it's indeed very powerful. Um, one unit has power of 30 jumbo jets, but what happened with Chernobyl, and, and I mean, I could see it happening in my own corporation with cutbacks and so on, it, redundancy seems inefficiency, you're wasting money, so you cut back what you seem to, seems to be redundant, right? And you're left with just, you know, what you need. But well, the problem is when one thing goes wrong there, you don't have the depth of defense and you have a disaster, which we saw with Chernobyl, that, you know, we, we had this huge power going out and poisoning everything and multi-six-legged horses, etc. Now, if uh, if uh, radiation is a problem, so, I mean, just to illustrate what, what you know, we do in Canada to, to prevent that is, you know, you've got your fuel pellet, which is in this pipe, the heat transmission which has all these cooling mechanisms you know as a third level defense and if it happens to escape out of the out of the the pellet, out of the rod, out of the fuel system then we have this huge containment system which sucks everything with a vacuum and and, and tries to you know cool it down with dousing and even if it escapes out of that there's this one mile uh, exclusion zone beyond that which no one is allowed to live so that the radiation is diluted before it ever hits any human beings if it goes through all those seven levels or six levels of, of defense. So you can see there's redundancy here to make sure that that powerful radiation doesn't, uh, doesn't hurt human life. Well, you know, if, if, if radiation, you know, is something that's catastrophic, you know, what is of greater consequence than the loss of a human soul? So God has also put in uh, some depth of defense over the, our spiritual protection. And we have, you know, at the core, you know, our relationship with God through the Holy Spirit, you know, keeping us in line. And when we disobey that, we have the clear word of God, you know, to, to keep us um, uh, in line with truth and, 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 and the conscience as it is aligned with, with, with God's, God's word. And when we disobey that, I mean, some people might say, well, you know, that's all I need. You know, what? everything else is redundant. And we see that attitude in Christianity today, where, you know, I'm, I'm okay, I've got the Bible, I've got the Holy Spirit, what more do I need? But, but realistically, those things fail because of us, and we don't listen to that. And then we, we have our brothers and sisters, as Matthew 18 says, and beyond that, the church and, and, the, and the, the, the denomination, the elder body, that the church is accountable. And these are all given to us for protection, and, for a, and that we are accountable to. You know that the church authorities is given there. You know, much as a loving father, you know, who who's a servant leadership to protect, and, and they have a mandate to put in in place guidelines to keep us and preserve us. Next, and you know, as I was researching the Anabaptist vision. Um, For the early church, you know, Martin Luther, before he compromised German princes, laid out a sketch of what the true free believers church should be. And I thought it was really beautiful that they accept the necessity of being reproved, corrected, cast out or excommunicated according to the principle of Matthew 18, 15 to 20. True Christian love, they contend, consists not in an easy tolerance, but in faithful admonition and edification. Being a disciple means being under a discipline, which is not legalism at its best, but rather like the loving chastisement of concerned family members. And as we said, we, these, these things are being threatened by, by image culture, the transparency, the authority, and we need to guard against that. <clears throat> so, given these principles, given the need for accountability, there's, there's three principles that arise from that. Um, is it weakening my accountability you know if I, by me kind of avoiding fellowship with other sisters transferring churches or or even you know associating you know am i am i weakening my accountability is it against our conscience Romans 14 1 Corinthians 8 you know says whatsoever is not of faith is sin and um, finally you know is it against the guidelines given by the church authority god has given us as as a protection the church authority and we need to respect that, even though this may be something we consider to be perfectly safe, and it may be safe, you know, that is one of the bounds that we need to respect for, for depth of defense' sake. At this point, I'd like to ask Brother Doug to get to the meat of our forum.